welcome back to another episode of the Duomaro podcast. I had the great pleasure of hosting sports columnist for the Gary Post Tribune, Mr. Mike Hutton. Mike and I had an in-depth conversation about his journey as a sports columnist and his top 10 all-decade boys basketball list for Northwest Indiana. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Duwan Marrero podcast. I am your host, Duwan Marrero. Joining me this week is someone who has been a sports columnist for over two decades. He's been working for the Gary Post Tribune since 97. He was honored by the Associated Press Sports Editor as a top 10 columnist in the country in 2003. And he has finished among the top three in the state of Indiana in four of the last six years. The one and only Mike Hutton. Pleasure to finally have you on the podcast. Mike, how are you? Good. Hey, thanks for having me. Um... It's nice to be able to uh, do a podcast. I've listened to a lot, but I've never done one. I've done a lot of media stuff, but uh, so this is uh, kind of a new uh, experience that I always wanted to, to do. That's sweet, man. Well, I'm honored, you know, obviously, to be your very first podcast that you did. And, you know, for a lot of people, I'm pretty sure they're going to be surprised to see you on the podcast. Um, who is Mike Hutton, for those who are not familiar who you, who you are? So I um, professionally am a, a sports writer since 93. Um, I started uh, at the Times um, of Northwest Indiana, did that for a year and a half, and then I went to the Tribune for a year, kind of interned, and then um, in 97 um, started with the, uh, the Post-Tribune. And um, so, yeah, I've been uh, doing, it, doing it there since... Uh, yeah, what's nineteen and no, two twenty and three twenty three years. Um, always covered sports. Great area for that. It's great, fertile. A lot of great stories here. A lot of diversity. A lot of, um, you know, just really good people that um, that read the newspaper too. That's the other thing. They still they they um, they they like to. Uh, you know, read the paper, and and so um, it's been a good little run so far. What was your internship like? Um, the Tribune. It was uh, it was good. I was um, I so when I was in college, I never ever wrote a word of like for a newspaper. I was an English major, and didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, got my master's in um, English at Purdue uh, Cal. And uh, got that in '93. Then didn't want to get my PhD, and it was actually, uh, I, honestly, the the funny thing is that I, I got this the, this job playing basketball. I was playing a pickup game at the Vapa Y, um, and the guy, the there was a sports editor there from the Times who needed somebody part time, and I was um, available, and um, he hired me, and so that was yeah, that would have been '93, and then that one thing kind of led to another. So you know, and it's one of those things where you just. It's never a bad day or never a dull day. There are bad days. It's never a dull day. So you never, you know, when you're doing it, you're never, never bored. But going back to the Tribune, um, I, I was, um, it was great. You know, they, they let me do everything. Um, and it was 95, Kevin Garnett got, you remember Kevin Garnett got right. drafted. They, I won, covered him in Toronto because he was a Chicago guy. Nice. Um, he was 18 coming out of high school. That was cool. Covered Jordan. That was the year they won uh, 60, oh, 69. What was it? Weren't they? I, I can't remember. What the, but whatever the record was, that was the year they yeah. they won. Did some stuff for that. Um, you know, got to cover some Cubs and Sox. Did a lot of preps. Um, 
and you know just just give you a big a taste for what it's like to um, cover every variety of sport out there you know all the way from high school basketball I remember my first assignment was badminton you know covered bad they have badminton in Illinois um, to, to doing you know stuff with Sam Smith and um, Paul Sullivan who covers baseball there Sam Smith covered the Bulls for years and years and years kind of a legendary writer um, famous for writing the Jordan roles basically was able to retire on that um, so yeah it was it was fun it was great and then I but I'm from here and I came back and my wife was here and um, then you know started with the Post Tribune in 97 before we go any further because like I said you accomplished so much in terms of your career what was your prep like in terms of getting ready for your like first big writing did it take a while when you had to prep yeah so I remember the first time I actually went out to write they put me on deadline and um I didn't really understand deadline um so everything I did I actually learned on the job most people would not do it that way most people probably um, would work at a newspaper in college and um, would be somewhat familiar with deadlines and would know how to deal with them but yeah so the first deadline I had was, um, you know, I was just, I didn't know what I was doing. They sent me to Illinois. I was working at the time. Just sent me to Illinois. And they had like a two o'clock deadline. And uh, it was the first time I ever wrote a football story. And I remember just being there till almost one thirty or something for for what, you know, really is like a 500-word story, which is pretty, pretty short, you know. And um, a deadline writing is really something that you have to – um, learn and it's not easy but now it's like um, it's uh, you know I don't even think about it just whatever time they tell me I need the story <laughs> I have to get it to them and then you just you just write it so, you know sometimes you have 15 minutes to write right. 500 words they you, gotta have it but but it does it, it is an, it is an art it's a skill it's like anything else it's like shooting baskets it's right. like the more you do it the better you get at it um, and then there are some nights where you have bad nights because, you know, equipment failure, um, you could, it could just be finding people if you got to, you've got to find coaches on deadline and they, they don't really care about your deadlines and they might be waiting around or whatever. But for the most part, um, you just kind of learn a lot of workarounds and you learn how to, how to you know, maybe cut corners if you have to, if you're, if you're running late, that does, kind of thing. Does the space matter to you in terms of creativity when you have to write? Well, so there, in the newspaper business now, we have to write pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So I generally don't get more than 600 words unless it's a special occasion. Now, years ago when we had lots of space and lots of people read the paper, um, you know, I could write longer. Um, but a game story, which is me, when I went on Covered Bowman and they played, you know, say West Side, um, I would only get that would, those stories would be generally about 450 words longer feature you know if you write about um, you know Chris Bond or you right. it, it could be longer be seven or eight hundred words um, so yeah you know um, now they're, they're pretty they're pretty generally they, they, they want stuff that's about 600 words what's happened over the years is that everybody's we used to read print newspapers now nobody reads print newspapers you know you used to not be able to have access to um, all this media. You know, you can go and read the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Chicago Tribune, uh, wherever you want. And now, twenty years ago, you couldn't do that. So um, everybody's attention now is kind of um, their their attention span is much shorter. So we we they want us to write short. 
So we write chart. Sure. What have you always wanted to be in sports? Like what uh, got you, know, you into sports journalism? That's a good question. I kind of uh, I love sports, um, and I, I just have never found a way to leave it. I do like others, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a political junkie and I would, I've often thought about working, doing news. And yeah, I thought about, it would be nice to do, there was, there, there are times when I wanted to, to do something else and, and to be more of a general uh, news guy, but um, it's probably not going to happen. And that's okay because sports is cool. There's, there's, I mean, sports has more really dramatic, compelling, good stories than I think um, just sure. about any subject out there. What would you say some of your proud moments you had as a journalist? Proud moments. You know, kind of one of my biggest things now is just the day-to-day hanging in there for 23 years. I've won a lot of awards, which is, awards are nice. Um, but, you know, you just, you, you, you uh, learn to appreciate the grind. Um, and, you know, you make relationships with coaches and players and then you get to see you know you you build up this whole history bank of knowledge that um, only I have because I've been around here for longer than anybody else covering sports in, in this kind of area so that to me is my most valuable um, you know sort of skill at this point or, or kind of what, what, what I you know what I have is in terms of you know just just the whole sense of hey i can i can go out there and write the all decade team nobody else can do that because i've been here 10 years and i've been i've been around it and i covered it um you know i did a top 20 coaches thing or top no maybe a top 10 football coaches thing a couple of years ago um that i've covered and stuff like that so i just i just like to kind of you know position myself as the authority on certain not everything i don't right. cover you know vu basketball anymore i used to but but on on, on a lot of the uh, High school basketball, football, and um, now I've kind of segued into baseball, which I just started two or three years ago. So I, I wouldn't say that I have that kind of a a, a a bank of knowledge with that. But but I I just like the idea that that uh, you know I'm the guy for certain things, and um, you know if somebody thinks that they're the guy, then bring it. Right. Yeah. You did your due <laughs> diligence. You know, you paved the way for right. a lot of writers and people who are coming behind you. So. Right. Um, what are some of the challenges you face uh, in uh, well, journalism? The big challenge now is just that it's, you know, people don't read the newspaper as much. They don't buy subscriptions. We're, we're losing ads. And so every day, uh, every year we, we we lose friends. I lose friends and people and colleagues that were in the business. When I started at the Tribune, we had 100 people um, in editorial, just editorial alone. You had over 300 people working at the paper. Now we have seven people in editorial right wow. so that's 23 years you know so they're trying to figure out how to make money um, on digital and so what I would tell people is go buy a subscription to your it doesn't have to be my paper whatever you like pay for it don't get over the idea that stuff is free because it's not free because we spend a lot of time um, you know writing these stories and, and trying to um, do stuff that's you know, professional and, and is backed up by facts. So there's there was kind of this notion, and it's the newspaper business's fault, that once the Internet hit, that everything should be free. Right. And um, that was a big mistake because people started to expect it to be free. And now, you know, everybody's charging for stuff, but um, we're still having problems getting people to actually buy subscriptions. 
I was in uh, Macedonia and I had to keep tabs on what's going on because of the podcast of future guests that I wanted. So I had to subscribe to the Chicago Tribune. Um, and it was worth it while I was over there for my situation to keep tabs on what's going on in the community. So I read your articles and, of, of course, what's going on in Chicago. Sure. Uh, what are a few secrets and techniques of writing a well article? Um, well, the biggest thing to write a good article is to, to report, have it well reported. You know, you need to know your subjects. You need to know, you need to ask a lot of questions. You need to kind of become an expert on, you know, if I'm going to write a uh, uh, feature on Chris Bond, you know, I just, I want to become a, like a, an expert on him. So I would not, I would have to ask as many questions as I could as possible about him. And then, you know, it's kind of like if you can... <clears throat> If you can report it well, it's 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 a lot easier to to write. You you know you just you, you just open up your notes and you um, you're able to just kind of um, get it all out there pretty quickly. Um, but the but it's 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 so the actual writing part is much quicker than the reporting part. I can okay. write, I can write, um, you know, a nine hundred word profile and two hours um, but it might take me two or three days to report that so um, that's that's always the key and that's that's where the expense comes in for 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 newspapers and people is that they you know we're not just opening up our computer writing our you know talking off the top of our head and then throwing it on our little blog we're actually right. out there talking to people and, and verifying facts Mike, you know, obviously appreciate you sharing and giving a little insight about yourself. Uh, I definitely do respect your work and all that you accomplished in your career. I had to connect with you immediately, however, um, so we can hit on a topic of your top 10 players of the past decade um, in the region for Northwest Indiana. Uh, you know, a lot of people had their comments. Do you read the comments from people as a journalism and when you, you know, post certain stuff? Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I mean, we're all aware of it. That's what we do. Yeah, for sure. Do you get a kick out of it sometimes? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I love the, the the back and forth is kind of what it's all about. It's you know, you want people to read it. So right. they, if they're commenting on it, at least you know that they're reading it. You know, the the uh, top ten thing. That a lot of people read that thing that was bouncing all over. We we have so it you know we at our newspaper now the big thing is that we have uh, what's called my chart which. Which is you go on there and it, it shows you how many people um, actually read your story and it gives you engagement time and that was a big one. There's a lot of that was bouncing all over the place. There you go. It got a lot of feedback, um, and I had fun doing it. And um, you know, um, it, it, I, I just I, people love to read that stuff, and um, I you know I. <laughs> Stand by my work. No, no question. As you should. Um, what all went into your account with the list? Uh, mostly, that was just me doing a lot of research. A lot of we have archives. Um, one of the one of the difficult things uh, you talk about challenges. One of the difficult things is about, about downsizing is that there's not as many people that I have to bounce things off of. So ten years ago, I could have, we could have had a little conversation with that about with two or three other writers. I don't really have that going on for me anymore. So a lot of it, um, I do spend a lot of time worrying about, oh, I missed that person or, or I, I, I should have done this or that, should have included him or, 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 or her or whatever. Um, but so mostly for me, that was just strict, strictly a lot of research and a lot of um, looking at lists, a lot of going back. I, I established some criteria that I thought were important. For um, you know what you needed to get in there, I, I can tell you some some really good players that got left out. Hiring Edwards, 
uh, off the start off the chart stats unbelievable um you know you that i thought about you tyler whiteman uh-huh. um, tyree robertson would you say him i mean yeah in uh, terms of what he brings to the table and i'm pretty sure like like i've had here like bowman we went 25 and 1 when we right. won that that state title and before then we went 24 and 3 yeah. Um, so here's one of the problems, and this is people have asked me this. And here's one of the problems: if you were a really good team and you had like three or four guys that were really good, it 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 was hard for me to separate players. That's mm-hmm. the problem. I was looking for guys that like, if this person wasn't on that team, mm-hmm. they they would just be irrelevant or not irrelevant, but they would have they would have won they wouldn't have won a sectional or they wouldn't. They would have won five or six less games, or they were just so necessary that um, that you just that you just you couldn't you could not that team could not live without that that right. player. So, for instance, a lot of good Bowman players. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, I, I I would have been it would have been hard for me to cho- it was hard for me to choose one. A lot of good Maribel players didn't have one on there. Right. Well, I mean, look at Maribel's record over the years. Yeah. Um, didn't really have one on there, you know. And um, what else? Who else was I thinking of? Probably the one regret I'm going to say that I had with that, there's I have one regret with that story is that Tyler Whiteman should have been on there. Think so? Yes. But I'm uh, not going to, and I'm not going to say who he who he should have replaced. Uh-huh. I'm not right. going there. Right. But I'm going to tell you that, and I agonized over it, and and in in retrospect. Um, I probably would have put him on there. What a, I've never heard of Ryan Fasekas. 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 I apologize yeah. um, for getting his last name wrong, but I've I've never heard of him. Yeah. So when I saw the list, I was like, uh, he went to Marquette, and, I, and now he goes to Valpo. Two state title. Well, one state title, one state runner-up. Um, you know, you can make some some argument that it was hard to separate. The fact that it was a, a class A school from you know it's but you guys are class A too right so they they won in class A, um, he was an all, Indiana All Star too, um, he was um, he's solid I mean you look you could you could make an argument for for yourself a lot of guys right. out there um, didn't get Kuznard was a really good player. Um, yeah, man, there's that's the it, other thing. There's so many good yeah, players. Yeah, no, it, it it was loaded. Um, and then when I saw Joe, you know, no diss to Joe, but Joe's a great guy. I I know him personally, but when I saw Joe, it was a surprise to me. Right. Uh, what did you see in Joe's game that that really stood out to you? I just thought those monster teams are really really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he was kind of the epitome of that. To me, that O eleven team might have been. Uh, aside from the the uh, 014 Lake Central team, mm-hmm. I think that that was the second best team I've ever covered. Now I'm I'm talking about. See, this is how my brain works. I'm right. I'm talking about. I think that they could beat anybody, um, any any state champion team. I I I I would say that they're but and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but we won't know. But I mean, I I just think that they were probably the second best team I ever covered. And Joe, uh, you know, was really uh, a great player, great guard, um, and kind of the epitome of that team. And w- it was a hard call for him. I mean, he was the last guy. I'm right. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure for you, just 
putting yourself in that situation and not having too many other ideas to bounce that off of. And um, you're like, the hell with it. I'm going to just put it out there and, and see the engagement that I'm getting. Um, Coach Hackett was at, is at Munster. Is right. he still at Munster? Correct. He's been there for a long time. Right. Did Bowman surprise you over the decade on how it grew as, as a school and, and just competing at a high level? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, they did a great job. And the key to Bowman, um, which is the key to all uh, great programs, was, was Marvin Ray. And that's not, not to take anything away from Tyrone. Sure. But, uh, um, I mean, Marvin was just an indomitable force who um, you just kind of, um, you know, you sort of appreciated the more the more you were around him, the more you could you could understand how good he was. And then now that he's gone, obviously very unfortunate. Um, it, it was, um, you know, he, he just was a cut above. And I think he got you guys, you know, I think he got, he was able to get players. I think he was able to get players to play hard. I think he was able to motivate. Uh, he was kind of the, the total package. And so, um, and, and Bowman's still very good, and they, they can be good again, you know, with Tyrone, but it's not... It's not the same. It's not the same. No, level. no, it, it, it wouldn't be, I don't think, any, and I don't think it would ever be the same, yeah. especially when Marvin passed away, um, and, and how we were ranked top 25 in that country at one point. Right. And, and we made that, that huge stride because, remember, I had got two technical fouls in Couch. Well, right, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Um, and, you know, not saying that we still couldn't have won because we could have, but, you know, I, I helped the team a lot on the defensive end and, and just being the blue-collar player that I am, uh, we could have won that. Right. Um, going down there in Calton, and we had a lot of ambition going in mm-hmm. that last year for those guys because um, mm-hmm. we had, what, two, three guys from the region. I, I'm missing one, but Mike Harris and Tyree Robinson was in that 2010 All-Star game. Mm-hmm. With uh, Deshaun Thomas, um, Travis Carroll, Russell Bird, all those guys played at high level, and right. and so the fact that we had three guys from the region, I'm missing one, but Mike Harris was a phenomenal player too, mm-hmm. and that was another one. You know, I mean, you could have put on the list, but like you said, that this past decade was loaded. Yeah, what what's Tyree up to? Um, Tyree, he just he like he was in Indianapolis. Mm. Um, I haven't talked to him much. Gotcha. Um, just because that's how life is. Yeah. But I, I keep up with him in, in social media. Gotcha. But he's doing pretty good as far as I know. Because um, all of us, Marvin did keep us close-knit. But even though we don't talk to each other every day, we still have that brotherhood because of the grind that we went through. Yeah. So anytime we see each other, it's all love as if we talk to each other every day. Because yeah. those guys were much older than I was. Okay. So. You know, you asked me about how I did it. The other, the, the one thing, and actually the first thing I did was I went back and looked at every all-area team going back to 10 um, So for me, the all-area teams are pretty um, – we generally do a really good job, I think, with the all-area teams. Mm-hmm. So that weighed a lot in how we uh, – how I was able to um, put it put it together – and I don't want to. And the one thing people talked about Whiteman, um, and Whiteman's great player. And like I said, he's my one regret. But the one thing I do remember is he he was either junior year he might have been hurt or he was mm-hmm. he um, he just wasn't quite the player that he was his senior year. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but but um, 
you know, he, he did, he also, I think he, he lost a lot of weight after he left Lake Central, um, which was big, you know, which kind of, when he went to Butler, you know, which made him obviously a much better player. So that those kind of things that you you kind of the problem and that's the other thing is the problem is you do kind of like look for for flaws because you have to you end up having to eliminate you know right. it's kind of one of those you know how do you, how you if you're gonna go you got to go ten you know because it's that was the whole point no question like I said that's why we had this conversation because just to put myself in your shoes it will be tough all I have to do is name ten out of so many great players who came through the region. And in Northwest Indiana, in general, like I've never saw um, Newman play mm. right now, and and he was at Valpo, and I heard he was a stud. Right now, he's red shirting um, at Purdue under mm. a great Hall of Fame coach, Matt Painter. So I'm looking forward to following him and hopefully get him on the podcast. Right. Um. And and the care from Marquette, I he's a region native going to Valpo. I thought that was sure. a smart decision. Mm-hmm. That was one decision that I thought uh, Marvin and I could have made better was not go to DePaul. Because that is a Chicagoland area. They have their base. A player like myself, how much success I had at Moorhead within those two years under Sean Woods, who was originally from the area, I should have went to a mid-major. Sean Woods is from... He went to Chicago. And then he went to Cathedral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he grew up in Gary. Is he he their coach? He's no longer their coach. He is uh, at Southern Uh, in Louisiana. Gotcha. Um, So that was a big takeaway that I had me growing up and still being able to play professionally was that okay don't go for the name but go mid-major right so every time when i saw the kid that played at marquette i'm like oh he's smart he went to valpo yeah it's up the street he's a hometown favorite and that's what attracts me to get guests when i see them make decisions like that instead of going to a high major because you're competing with everybody else now right especially if it's not from the region because right. just because you're a fan favorite here don't mean I'm going to be a fan favorite in Chicago. Sure. They didn't know me as much as uh, in the region. Sure. So, yeah, that was about it, man. Mike, any, anything else you, you want to touch on? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good. That was, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's been great. I really appreciate you doing this. No, Mike, it was a pleasure again having you on a podcast. Um, super fun. Yeah. And, and, and thank you again. Um, you guys tune in next week always releasing content make sure you guys leave a review and subscribe and the one and only mike hudden took the time out to join me on a podcast have a great conversation we are back hope you guys enjoyed this episode with the legendary mike hudden i really do appreciate mike taking the time out his day to meet with me to make this interview possible Mike is one of a kind and many blessings to his future endeavors. You guys, please do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review.